0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Nothing is your fault, Jenna. Nothing can be Jenna's fault. It's probably my fault. Jenna has a blank check. Bryn has nothing. No, your, your your bank account's empty? Oh, no. <laughs> no, but in the bank of Aaron it is. No, I have You're not, like, no issue with you. What you I, I don't understand. No, I'm actually hesitant to like bring it up because I don't want to rock the boat. But I have to say, it does feel like a little bit slash a lot of a double standard. You're more offended by someone not going to one dinner reservation than you are that. someone leaving your house after you made the monogram pajamas. Well, maybe I like her a welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Cara Berry, our Real Housewives of New York addiction. Addiction? Addition. <laughs> I'm loving the season. I'm having a great time and I hope you guys are as well so far. Um, so let's start and talk about our first morning in the Hamptons. Jessel's already complaining. She's complaining about having not been this cold since she lived in England and then she like stomps off into Aaron's room and is like oh god it's like so nice and warm in here not like where I'm at you know my nipples are like rocks it's so cold in that bedroom that you're making me stay in but when Aaron's like oh why don't you just stay with me Tonight, like, I'm sorry, all the heat's not working. And she's like, No, 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 I'm perfectly fine, don't worry about it. I'm absolutely fine, so comfortable, except for the nipples, but other than that, great. Then Jezel says in a confessional, If I had known I was going to a cryogenic chamber, I would have bought my NASA space suit. And then Uba walks in, she's also cold. Turns out there's no heat in the house except for Aaron's bedroom, <laughs> as luck would have it. And Aaron says in a confessional, you know, this is too much. Like I want to leave my own house at this point. So Jessel tells Aaron, if they, heat he doesn't fix, uh, we're going to like move to a hotel or like maybe we're going to go stay with Jenna. And it was like, yeah, yeah. About that. Jenna left yesterday. So we see a flashback of the ladies are downstairs dancing, making merry, whatever. And Jenna comes out She's like trying to sneak out, but they catch her. And she's like, you yeah, know, I just, I have a 6.30 call. Like, I just think it would be better if I leave. So Uba's like, you know, I actually am really upset about that. And Aaron says, you know, me too. And then Jessel says, well, Jenna's house is by the oceans, guys. Yours isn't. And so Aaron goes, what does that mean? And Jessel goes, well, she probably wants to wake up at her house and look at the views. I don't know. So then Aaron's like, okay, Jezel, what are you trying to say? Are you saying that my house isn't good enough? And Jezel's like, no, 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 no. Did I leave last night? No, I didn't. I just waited until the morning to complain about it. And then Cy tries to make a grand entrance by sliding into the bedroom, into Aaron's bedroom, and slides right into that rug. Full crash, full crash. Full like a uh, Mario Kart style crash. Like, was there a banana peel on the floor? I don't know. But but uh, then, yeah, it's just like a whole thing. She claims that it's Aaron's fault because her floors are too clean. So, not enough ply in the toilet paper. Floors too clean, too clean. Okay, Aaron says tells the ladies. I've decided I think I'm just going to give Bryn Jenna's room when she gets here and how, like, basically Jenna doesn't deserve a room because she didn't say goodbye. And then Aaron and Sai decide that it was also rude of Jenna to not say goodbye, even though they all saw her leave. So I'm not really sure what the big deal is. And then Jezel starts complaining about the Wi-Fi. And Sai's like, God, you guys, can we just, like, be grateful here, like, why you guys start off your board and got really bad vibes. We're on a free trip. This is free 99 Let's just have fun, okay? So Sai asks Jenna, like, what's the plan? You said we were gonna be working out, but now Erin is officially pouting about Jenna. She's like, I don't know why she left in the middle of the night without saying goodbye to me. And she didn't even let me make my Shikshuka like she was so disgusted that i would make breakfast before working out and sigh doesn't help she's like yeah she really was disgusted with you i remember that <laughs> one thing i noticed that i find absolutely delightful about these women is that they have no problem feeding into somebody else's delusion and like hyping them up and be like you're right i hear you that person doesn't fuck with you you're completely right i heard it too so right in this moment, Jenna cruises up in her cool blue Mercedes with coffee in a carousel for the rest of the people. She's got a newspaper. She's giving like truly Hamptons effortless chic. Like this is a quiet luxury that everybody's screaming about on TikTok. So Aaron mutters under her breath as Jenna walking in, I'm getting angrier. <laughs> and then they ask Jenna, how did you sleep? And she's like, oh, you know, like, not really great because of the storm. Did you guys hear it? And Aaron goes, there wasn't a storm here. So now. So Jenna's like, oh, well, what time did you guys go to sleep? And Aaron says, well, it was like 12, not late, you know. And then Uba says, well, you killed the car party since we, so we went to sleep. Because we caught you sneaking out. Now, this was 1030. We saw the time stamp on the screen when Jenna left. Y'all went to sleep an hour and a half later. That's not somebody killing the party. So Jenna has to repeat to them. You guys, I had a 6.30 in the morning call. I didn't want to wake you guys. Also, it was really cold in my room. And Uba says, I actually think it's so rude because she, Erin, gave you the best room. And then Sai's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sleeping in a children's room with a crib. Acting like she's having to sleep in the crib herself. You guys... Uh, What happened to Free ninety nine? What happened to Let's all be grateful that we're in the Hamptons? What What happened to that? I think it was totally bad because she, first of all, wanted to stay in a hotel and was like, "I'm gonna grin and bear it." Two, she's been wanting those provisions, hasn't gotten anything. Nobody's been able to have a full meal since they've gotten here. Like, I feel like everybody's on edge. So everybody's like coming for Jenna about why they all are individually upset that she left, even though it's only Aaron's house and it really didn't affect anybody. So Jenna's like, let's back up, you guys. You guys are partying. I went up to my room. The music is right on top of my room. And Aaron's like, but it was 10 o'clock. It wasn't even late. But here's the thing. That's why she left. She didn't tell you guys turn the music down or anything like that. Sai saying in a confessional. Jenna's acting like a geriatric, like it's not a senior citizen home. Step out, grandma, step out. (laughs) I think I would be like more upset that she went to bed early and was like killing the I don't know, but she wasn't killing anybody's vibe. I'm Team Jenna on this, truly. So Jenna says to the ladies, honestly, I didn't even think you guys would notice. I just figured I'd come back early. And Sai's like, we noticed. We did. Also, she could have cooked this morning. And Aaron's like, yeah, you didn't make me – let me make my shakshuko because you said it was weird. Weird and strange. (laughs) And so Jenna's like, you guys – we're all adults like we can all do what you want if you wanted the shakshuka you could have had it and then aaron tries to like get jenna on the pronunciation of the shakshuka because she said like shakshudo or whatever something like that and but jenna says in a confessional are you shakshitting me like who's gonna have shakshuka before they work out i'd be shak vomiting (laughs) then uba says something about how like you know it's so nice to just like wake up with the girls if you're on a girls trip like we have these little rituals in the morning and jenna says i just had a six thirty call i needed to sleep i didn't want to disturb your vibe and i was just like yeah i'm gonna go but uba's like but that wasn't the deal we sleep together sai <laughs> F- finally says this is stupid. But not for reasons that you would think. She's still upset with Jenna. Aaron is like, yeah, I'm leaving too because obviously you don't like my house. So thanks for enjoying my house so much, Jenna. I'm going to go sleep at yours now. And so Jenna's just sitting there with Jezel like, okay. Um, I guess my glasses are going to fog up from all this cold. After that, this gorgeous chocolate man named David, the personal trainer, shows up. Uba looks like... She found herself a ripe banana because her eyes are like, hell yes, I want him. She David goes to shake her hand and she's like, oh no, 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 no. We hug, like, oh look at you, you just look like you came right out of a polo ad. <laughs> Heavy handed. I love this. I I I find Uba so refreshing. Erin tells David. Look at this body of Uba's. She never works out. And she's like, oh, you know, like, it's mostly my diet. And they're going back and forth. I'm like, you know, it's 80% diet, 20% workout or whatever. And she hugs David again. But then she falls into his arms as like a damsel in distress. (laughs) She is laying it on so thick. Uba says, I've never wanted to work out so much in my life. Aaron says Brynn is coming. I guess Brynn apparently knows David as well. Jenna says in a confessional, I love working out. Actually, I hate it. That's a lie. I actually just like to not look terrible naked. So everybody starts working out. David puts on those like workout bands around Uba's waist and like makes her run. And she's like, I'm running away from the hottest man in the world. (laughs) Brynn shows up in a full fur coat talking to herself or the driver or us hard to say. The guy's helping her with her luggage. She's talking about how, oh you know, South, like Southampton. South is kind of where it's at, but this is good too. (laughs) Erin's house is in Sag Harbor. So she knocks on the door and Bryn says in a confessional, I thought this was gonna be like Down Abbey with the staff here to greet me, but nobody's there. I have to lug my own bags all inside by myself. Now, we just saw that driver help her bring it to the door. She has one rolling bag, one carry-on, and one duffel. What, who all needed to be there to help you with that, ma'am? <laughs> Uba says in a confessional, Brett shows up head-to-toe in, head in fur like a pimp. Like That's not a Hamptons look. That's like Mississippi down the river. <laughs> and then I had like a light bulb moment. Because like maybe we should just have like a... Bravo or Peacock should do a spinoff with Uba, where she goes around to every uh, every state in the country and says what she thinks is happening or what the stereotypes are <laughs> in that particular state, and we just let her say it. You know, like we don't go into the problematic things and all of that. Like we just let her, just let her say it, and and we just let that absorb in. I, I would, I would be into that, frankly. So everybody, like they're keeping working out. Like I said, Brynn already knows his trainer. She's fully cuddling with him, hugging him, all koala-beared up on his body. Like, we can just uh, stay like this if you want, David. And he's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) Jenna says in a confessional, Brynn was probably birthed flirting. I'm sure the doctor literally wanted to date her. Like, that girl can turn on a paper bag. And actually, I need to take lessons, truthfully. Uba's also flirting. It's like a battle between Uba and Brynn for David, And she physically, Uba physically, moves David away from Brynn and says in a confessional, Brynn, step aside. You have a strep throat. Don't give my man strep throat. Then Brynn starts playing, like, coach, assistant, or whatever. Like, all right, you upper middle class bitches, give me more. Keep planking. Jenna Lyons, hold that plank, girl. He makes the ladies jump over each other, like, leapfrog style. And Brynn says watching uba jump is like watching kendall jenner cut a cucumber like the girl has truly like fawn legs like she's just learned to walk but you know what <laughs> who cares because says in a confessional this is how it should be like you can't look that good and look good working out too like that would just be unfair and i'm like okay well let me let me be on the just look good if i just look good then who cares what it looks like when i work out I would rather just look good effortlessly. i will going to take the Uba. Like if this was Barnaby movie and this was like, oh, you take the heel or the Birkenstock, I'm taking the heel. I'm going to take that one. And then Brynn jumps over the ladies and when she's finished, David asks, do you want to do the planks? And she's like, no, I just want to do you. Just joking, guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, y'all. Before David leaves, Uba puts her arm around his shoulder and then says, put your arm here. And he puts it around her waist and then she goes, we're hanging out. You're hanging out with me when we get back to New York. (laughs) I love her. I love her. (laughs) After the workout, Jenna takes Aaron aside to talk about like the room situation, whether or not she's going to stay tonight at Aaron's place. And she says, look, I can give Bryn my room if there aren't any left. Like it's okay. And Aaron's like, you know what? You can just go home if you want. And so Jenna was like, no, honestly, I had no intention of leaving last night. I was in bed. My face was washed. I was like ready. Like I I'm with you. Once his bra comes off, don't call me to go out. It's over. It's over. (laughs) My face has been washed. My titties are out. They're down. They're down for the night. I put my titties down for the night and we're we're it. I get it. I get what Jenna was saying. So Aaron tells Jenna, next time, just say, guys, turn the music down. Jenna says in a confessional, listen, I feel a little out of my element. Like, I'm not that great on being on someone else's terms and on someone else's schedule. And Jenna says, I get that you're, like, offended, Aaron, but, like, I just literally didn't want to bother you. And they hug it out. Aaron says in a confessional that Jenna has been opening up, but they just need to accept the fact that Jenna's a different person and she doesn't know how to just be free and open and talk about life. And they need to give her time, and the space to let them in. And this is like another time that Aaron has said something about Jenna where I'm just not seeing it. Like, again, I do see that she is Jenna can be like a little bit awkward and a little bit like inside of herself, I guess, but I've also seen She's so transparent. Every question y'all ask her has been answered thoroughly. And I couldn't tell you one thing about Erin's life. So I just don't know, like, who's not being free? Because you've been freaking out about this damn shakshuka for 48 hours. And the 16 hours before that, it was about nobody wanted to eat your caviar. So I don't know who's being free and open but I don't think it's, I don't think Jenna's the issue here. Not in my eyes. And I also felt like they kept moving the goalposts with why they were upset with Jenna. Like at first it was like, Oh, you killed our party. Oh, but you left early. Oh, but you sn- snuck out or whatever. Like, I feel like if she had asked them, like if you guys could turn down the music, that would have been another issue. So I honestly think she did the right thing. I truly did. But while everybody's getting ready, like post-workout stuff, Uba gives Bryn the tea about Jenna leaving the night before without saying goodbye and how impolite that is. And so Bryn is like, okay, well I got my ass chewed out for choosing a place over people. And I was told I'm not being a good friend. So if that's the law of the land, it's got to apply to everybody. And this is kind of actually a bigger deal. Jenna leaving because this was your house, not some restaurant in New York. So Bryn says, I didn't go to one dinner reservation, but Jenna Lyons gets to leave your house in the middle of the night. And it's just like, all is forgiven the next day. That is a thousand percent, a double quadruple standard times like 10. (laughs) So everybody goes to lunch and Jenna and Aaron are just like horrified because as they're getting ready, like as they're waiting for the car, everybody else is like super dressed up. And I love that Jenna noticed These women are all in khaki, something that they couldn't seem to understand for my uh, dress code for my party, but yet they're doing it flawlessly here. Anyway, um, this is a lot dressed up. And the politics of, like, who's really a Hamptonite and who isn't just really, really jumped out. Because they're like, you guys are really, really dressed up for this restaurant. Like, we try to be casual when we're in the Hamptons, like whatever that means, whatever that means, girl. I feel like what's air came out, came out and she was like looking at them and was like, oh my God, I did not feel like she was like that much dressed down than they were. I don't know. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. This isn't, like, Erica Jane showing up in, like, a head-to-toe, to like, plastic number for a barbecue. You know, these different different vibes, you know what I mean? But anyway, um, Sai so said something in a confessional about, like, I don't try to be glam. It just happens. Like, I'm slay all day, even on my aft day. But, baby, you know we saw that trunk full of clothes That you brought for a three-day trip. So how true could that be? You know? She looks good. But let's not act like this is effortless. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. So then Sai is telling the ladies, like, I'm so happy to be at this restaurant because I'm about to eat my hand off. I'm so fucking hungry. But, you know, like, Erin hasn't fed us anything. We didn't even get the shakshuka that she promised, however you pronounce it. So the ladies start talking about how hot David the trainer is. And Brynn says... I have a life hack, you guys. <laughs> and she, Her life hack is to keep all of your best nudes in a folder on your phone. And so when you go to a party and you stand next to the guy that you're interested in, just like mindlessly scroll through your phone and through your nudes and zoom in and do all that. And two minutes, the guys are like, oh, how are you? Brent. <laughs> So Uba says, "I think that's a really bad idea. Like any guy who's going to look at pictures on your phone is an automatic pervert." And then Uba says in a confessional, "I mean, maybe that's why there were three engagements with Bryn. Like Bryn, did you get them that way? You know how they say you lose them how you get find them." <laughs> and while I don't tend to love that phrase, I think she might be onto something at this point. Should we get into the news with Bryn later? Now let's get into it. Now there were allegations that Bren is like twenty seven to thirty thousand dollars of a tax lien against her. Things in California, a potential um, um, eviction that happened or that was stopped in New York. I, I don't know. I feel like in the grand scheme of things. In Bravo world, less than fifty K doesn't really move the needle for me in terms of owing money to the IRS. Like we've been through it, you know? This is the smallest fish <laughs> that that the IRS may have gotten out of NBC Universal. I, I think we can all agree that's true. Um, but it's a lesson. It's a lesson for us all. Keep your keep your side of the street clean because one day the New York Post or whoever They'll find you, they will find you. So the other ladies ask Uba, like, what is her game tactic? What, what's her tactic to get a man, right? And she says, "Yeah, I smile. I ask for directions." If you're at the airport, I'll just be like, hey, where's gate D? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure you are all just asking where the D is. I'm sure that's true. Jenna says in a confessional, there's a totally different set of rules for women dating women versus like men dating women. Women know women's tricks. You don't need to hide. You can just be open and forward and honest. And yeah, that really hit me watching the ultimatum queer love. By the way, you guys, the ultimatum is coming back pretty quickly. Not queer love. I'm going to have to deal with the straights again. But watching ultimatum queer love with all these, like, non-binary and women loving women, seeing how they communicated with each other, I was like, what? (laughs) Is this how it works on the other side of the street? You guys, like talk to each other you hear each other you make concerted efforts to change people can be very honest with and direct with one another and they just receive it and there's like oh my god oh my god and here i am over in the white refrigerator of sexual preferences like girl let's get you a home and then Jenna says there's just more of a game that exists with, like, men and women. So I kind of feel a sense of relief that, like, Ooh, I don't have to deal with any of this anymore. So everybody goes to pee with the exception of Bryn and Jessel. And Bryn tells Jezel, I'm, I'm going to let it go. But I'm not. How is it just, like, they're best friends? It's less than 24 hours since Jenna flew out flew out of that house and I'm just literally seeing a double standard because if I pulled that shit last night, my ass would be on the street. And this is what I say, like, just like Cy hyped Aaron up, Jezel does this with Britt It's like, no, I get it. Like, you're right. You would have been out on the street. That is a hundred percent correct. Like you'd be camping in the woods. <laughs> so Britt says in a confessional, I'm just held to this unrealistic, absurd, Standard and crucified, burned at stake. But Jenna over here just ups and leaves in the middle of the night. And now, 2.3 seconds later, they're having a little kiki in the bathroom. (laughs) Sai comes back to the table and she's like, You guys, I'm running out of gas. Like, I didn't have breakfast. My blood sugar's low, okay? And Jenna says, Oh, you know, that was really my fault. To which Bryn says, No. Nothing's your fault, Jenna. Nothing can be Jenna's fault. It's probably my fault, right? Jenna has a blank check, but Brynn has none. And so Jenna goes, what, is your bank account empty? And Brynn goes, no, but in the bank of Aaron, I think it is. So Aaron says, I have no issue with you. Like, I don't understand what's going on. But then Brynn tells her, I'm actually hesitant to bring this up because I don't want to rock the boat. But I have to say, it does feel a little bit slash a lot like a double standard. Like you're more offended by somebody not going to one dinner reservation than someone leaving your house after you made them monogram pajamas. And so Aaron is like, well, maybe I like Jenna a little bit more. I don't know. What do you want me to do? And like, she was not kidding. She was a hundred percent dead ass. Like, I think I just like J- Jenna a little bit more. I do. <laughs> Jenna tries to defuse a situation by being like, Oh, you know, maybe it's cause I'm cute. And Bryn's like, no. Or because it's your, your Jenna Lyons. Like I don't have as much to offer as Jenna. So Jenna says that's definitely not true. But Aaron goes, I don't care about that at all. <laughs> Meaning it is true, but I don't, it doesn't bother me. Maybe that's how you think, but that's not how I think. I was annoyed with her. I was annoyed with Jenna. She apologized and we moved on. What else could I have done? Like, do you want me to throw something at her? And then Aaron says in a confessional, Brit still thinks that bleep, catch. Catch isn't worth being seeing at. So I don't know. You tell me who's more concerned with her image. <laughs> and you know what? She made half a point on that one. Now, granted, in real time, Erin is very concerned about her image, and she's going to everybody's DMs that she can, but we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. (laughs) So Brynn says, I just think that the principle is not consistent. So Erin says, okay, but here's the thing. Within a couple of hours, Jenna said, I'm sorry I left. This is why. But you, Brynn, did not speak to me for weeks after that restaurant situation. And, you know, then Bryn tries to... Make this, like, (laughs) whatever the hell she tried to do. She's like, you're talking about the equivalent of, like, I stepped on your dog's paw versus shooting your dog. And everybody's like, girl, what are you talking about? This is not the comparison that you think it is. Uba's just starting to laugh. Like, she's like, I feel like I'm watching a French movie. Like, what is this? (laughs) And then she and Zy are just chuckling in the corner. Like, it's so weird. Britt is trying so hard to, like, make a case for herself, and it's just not working. Like, I have to be on Aaron's side. Jenna did the right thing. She, not even 24 hours after the fact, was like, I know what I did. I know I upset you. I'm sorry. But, like, yeah, if you did not speak to Aaron for weeks after you ghosted her and then posted on Instagram two days later that you were, like, out with Cy. <laughs> I could see why she might not be keeping that same energy with you, Brynn. So Jezel, who was the last person who needed to say this, was like, well, you just can't please everyone. And Aaron's like, yeah, definitely not you. <laughs> and so Jezel tries to be like, wait, wait, wait. But then Sai's like, no, 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 you're not pleasable, Jezel. And so Jezel was like, I love that you guys think that I was complaining, and Aaron goes, there was no thinking. You were complaining. So Jessel says, just about two things, the heat and the Wi-Fi. That's it. But Sai goes, what are you talking about? You could not stand the gift that Jenna gave you. So Brynn is trying to, because she wasn't there, ask for an explanation of like, what, what is going on, right? So Jessel says, Jenna was kind enough to get everyone lingerie. Mine was <laughs> green with black lace. and That's just not my style. That was it. Sai goes, no, but you didn't say, oh, it's not my style. You came down like, I hate it. I look like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and so Jessel goes, I was being funny about it. She's like, no, you weren't. If you have to say it, then you weren't. And Aaron says, well, it really just wasn't nice. Uba says in a confessional, I honestly think that Jezel is crying for help. Like, she just had a baby. She went through a lot of IVF. And I think she still has, like, the trauma of it all. Which I found was extremely profound. Not that Uba's stupid. She clearly isn't. She's, I think, honestly my favorite. But I think it's just interesting to me that, like, despite not being a mother, she was able to understand that there are other layers to this going on within her personal life her marriage her self-confidence that might be affecting how she behaves it just fascinates me that nobody else seems to be picking up on that so jessel says well maybe that's just how i voiced it but and maybe i shouldn't have maybe i should just zip it you know aaron tries to like hammers some more examples into her being like, you know, I brought pajamas for my very good friend for you guys. If anybody ripped on that, I would be livid. So Jenna says, yeah, it didn't feel good. Jezel says in a confessional, I would expect Jenna Lyons to come to me directly and tell me how she's feeling. But instead I have sigh and air and ambushing me. You would think that I kidnapped the Pope and I was holding him hostage. Like I felt a certain way about lingerie. So then Jezel says, Listen, Jenna, I thank you for your thought, and I would more than happily exchange it for something that was more my style. That's all. <laughs> and the girls are like, Well, I guess that's the best we're gonna get. It was very like Ramona coded, like cannot, or really like Vicky Gundwelson. And I really hate to put that on any woman, certainly not a woman of color, but it was just giving like I Cannot apologize. I refuse to walk back the thing that I said. And the nicest thing that you're going to get from me is that I still don't want it. Thank you, but I would exchange it. But it was great, and I am so gracious. (sighs) And then Aaron says at a confessional, "This is what I'm saying about Uba getting it, and the rest of the ladies are not." She says, just put your big green lingerie on and say you're sorry. And by the way, for someone who hasn't had sex in two years, she has a lot of opinions on lingerie. And you could tell by the twinkle in Erin's eye that she really thought she ate that. And it's it's not very, like, women supporting women, I would have to say. So Jenna says listen if you had brought something because now she's not understanding what Aaron's example is so maybe if we hear it straight from the horse's mouth we'll we'll hear it so Jenna says to Jessel if you had brought something that your friend had made and someone was talking down about it how would you have felt so Jessel goes listen now that you're pointing it out I see that it was insensitive I see it now I do I do you're not wrong you're not wrong I was making fun of myself that I looked like a Christmas tree that's the truth <laughs> And so Jenna's like, okay. (laughs) And in a confessional, she's like, there's something that's not connecting for Jessel. Like, she can acknowledge that it wasn't the nicest thing to do, but then turn around and actually do it again. Like, babe, just say you're sorry and move on. So Brynn asks, where am I going to sleep tonight? And Jenna's like, you can have my old room or whatever, like, no problem. So everybody gets back to the house and they're gonna have like a sushi dinner right and uba is like i have a perfect dress for you jenna like i brought this dress i want you to wear it sai says in a confessional she does some impassioned speech about how i want jenna to let her guard down and be the woman that everybody looks at when they walk when she walks into a room like she's acting like she's rachel lee cook from like the first half of she's all that and not like the woman that everybody has been clamoring over this entire time. Like Jenna Lyons is that girl, been that girl. Y'all keep fighting over her. Y'all keep fighting over her not having her REM cycle close enough to you guys, but you want to act like she is just like this crouching tiger who just like, nobody look at me, please. That girl, home, home girl is in a photo shoot every other day and god bless her I just don't think that's a problem for Jenna Lyons I, I don't I feel like she walks into your room and doesn't matter what she wears everybody's looking right at her she's that bitch so she comes out she's looking banging it's like this nice long body hugging black dress with like a decolletage situation and you know, the cute, cute heels. She walks downstairs and Bren says, I feel like I immediately need to flirt with this person. (laughs) And then Jenna says in a confessional, people always tell me to dress more like that more often, but that was the old me. When I was a woman trying to attract a man, I did everything through their lens. And it's fun for a night, but tomorrow I'm going to be in jeans and a t-shirt. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Everybody sits down for dinner. We're now able to have had two full meals this day. So let's celebrate that, right? (laughs) Everybody's feeling good, satiated, and they decide to play two truths and a lie, but like sexy style, right? Erin's lie, because y'all know I don't really love these games. Erin's lie is that she slept at a Knicks game, but her truth, one of her truths was that she had slept... uh, had sex in the senator's office. So, in a confessional, she calls her husband Abe and was like, Have I ever told you about having sex in the senator's office? And he's like, Uh, yeah, I mean, the kids are in the car. Sai's <laughs> lie is that she has given multiple hand jobs at the same time. Brit says in a confessional that. What would that even look like for Psy? Like, she'd probably just be like, you know, give it in on both hands on both sides. And she probably has a third hand on her phone. Like, hey, swipe up for more. (laughs) Bryn's two truths and a lie were all reverse cowgirl related. Uh, I reverse cowgirled a professional athlete. And everybody's like, yeah, duh, girl. (laughs) The second one's like... I reverse cowgirl a Saudi prince. I reverse Calgirl a US governor. So they're like, okay, well, the lie is the governor, girl. Like, we've got your number. <laughs> I-, I don't know if you really want to be in a position where it's like, yeah, we know that you fucked a Knicks player and and a Saudi prince. That's what you're giving. That's what you're giving, ma'am. <laughs> but Cy goes, Bryn loves a giddy up, doesn't she? <laughs> She loves a giddy-up. And then somebody really got her. I wish I had written this down, but it really tickled me. They said, um, Brynn is like, oh, I don't want to look at you, but I do want to show my ass. That really seems like her. <laughs> Jenna's truth is that a boyfriend fell on her, asleep on her during sex. And then Uba's is that she, Uba's lie, rather, is that she had sex with Zara. Jezel, we're going to have to unpack this one because (laughs) she says, um, I had sex in the elevator at Soho, which Aaron is like, immediately, that can't be true. The elevator to Soho house is really short. It's a short ride. Um, But her two truths was that she had made out with a well-known rapper and that she had once stuck a popsicle up her vagina in a a sexy kind of fetishy sort of way. (laughs) As we find out all of the ladies are equal parts horrified, confused, shocked that Jessel out of all people in this group would be doing that and also kind of impressed. And then Brent asks, "What are the wait staff? Do you guys have popsicles?" <laughs> and I loved a little side conversation with Jessel and Aaron and she was like, "Wait, like was this with was this with your husband?" And she's like, "No, no, no. No." she was like but like was it like a hot thing or she's like yeah like you know it was like, she's like oh okay i'm kind of into that <laughs> so then uba pulls out her phone and google she's like look at my phone you guys the doctor literally says women do not put popsicles up yourself and then jessel looks at the phone and she goes oh but this says like in an effort to like cool you down on a hot summer's day i wasn't doing that that wasn't why i did it <laughs> Oh my God. Bren! for whatever reason, keeps showing her nipples. We really didn't touch on that too much, but she's just like, woo, here's the left one, here's the right one, here's both of them at the same time. We're having a great time. And then everybody does a cheers to Jezel. And I would have to. She needed that. We all needed that, frankly. Erin, once they get back to the house, Erin tries to turn on the fire pit, but she can't do it, so she calls Abe. She gets annoyed with Cy for just trying to set a, ma- like light a match and, and let it go. Right. Cause it needs a propane propane tank. But Cy says in a confessional, I grew up poor. What do you want me to say? You throw a match in the oven and the oven comes on. Th- that's my truth. Brynn takes the phone from Aaron and is like, Abe the babe. That's my baby. DJing right now. Woo. Babe. Love you. Ooh, are you spinning? Abe the babe. <laughs> Then they get the fire going, fortunately, so I don't have to hear Abe the Babe one more time. And Jenna and Aaron start talking about how much they love the dollar store, because I think they were doing shots in, like, those plastic cups that have the built-in straws that are for children, and not sake, but whatever. Um, I I would do it, too. You know? I would do it, too. But... Jenna and Aaron are like, oh, yeah, I got these from the dollar store. Like, isn't it so fun to go there? Isn't it is so interesting? And was like, no, it's not fun. It's Not a fun time to go to the dollar store. I think you guys love it because you bitches didn't grow up poor. And Aaron goes, no, but they're fun. And was like, no, really? And she tells them a story about how her dad growing up used to by the dollar store Christmas tree that's like no bigger than a water bottle and then he would try to make it seem bigger by putting on top of like an old school speaker and then putting all the Christmas uh, presents around the speaker to be like oh we have this big Christmas tree and Aaron's laughing and Jenna's laughing and they're like oh no that's so cute and so funny and Sai's like no it isn't not when everybody else has a real Christmas tree and mine's from the dollar store on top of a speaker. And then she starts talking about her life. Like she is not originally from New York. She grew up in L.A. She was born in L.A., moved to New York at two. But then her dad lived in Florida. So she was there. But then they were always like moving every seven months. And she was always a new girl. She got bullied a lot. But then she's like, you know, looking back on it, I know that I can adapt to any situation. And she then talks about how like living in New York when she was 16, she moved out of her family home, her mom's home because her mom couldn't afford it. Her mom was renting out a bedroom in an apartment, couldn't afford to take care of Cy. Si. So Cy si found a classmate. They moved in with each other in Brooklyn. She was working at Sears uh, to pay rent and stuff and just like has been hustling ever since. And I just can't imagine. I cannot imagine that. So they're like, well, what happened to you after that? She's like, well, I went to college. I went to Long Island University in like Brooklyn, but I had to drop out my junior year. I couldn't afford student loans, couldn't afford to live anywhere else so she was pretending during the summer she was going to summer school there and would go and be like oh sorry i forgot my id or whatever like oh it's up if it's a room and then she says i think eventually they caught on to the fact that i wasn't a student but they were like oh just like she's homeless like let's just let her live here anyway right and then bryn is like yeah i really connect to you on that because they start talking about like how do you make it from that point to success? And they talk about manifesting, how they would always think like, this is the kind of life I want daydreaming about the life that they could have. And Brynn talks about how she and her grandmother used to go through these furniture catalogs and be like, gosh, if we just had like the eight easy payments, we could get this. And they would be like, what kind of life would you live if we had this? Like we can't afford it, but like, where would you put it in the house? How would you decorate it? That sort of thing. And how like this, they think has sort of like helped them, get the life that they have now. And I think that's actually like pretty powerful. Like shout out to Sai. It takes for sure a hustler's and an entrepreneur's sort of mindset to be a success at um, um, influencing at being like a content creator, especially in the fashion world, especially in like the very competitive, like I'm a chic mom doing it all sort of thing. And like, here's how I get these outfits off. And like, you can look at my cute kids and like all of that. Like that is tough. It's tough to maintain long term. Cause there's always going to be the next blonde chick who's, managed to figure it out a little bit more and better and quicker than you did. And to have that sustained brand and to be as successful as she is like shout out to her for real, for real. Um, The episode ends on a high note with Jenna saying that she will stay at Aaron's for the night. And it's looking like next week is going to be a pretty fun episode once again. But as promised, we got to talk about what the heck happened with, Erin and her very um, real time flailing let's get into it so as you guys know I told y'all and many other podcasters as of late have found Erin's donation history and the fact that she had donated not once not twice but four times to a um a Republican's PAC It's called Win Red. Um, You know, it's basically supposed to, you know, make sure that those right-leaning politicians can maintain office. So as we all know, that dumbass former president that we had tried to act like that election was stolen from him in in favor of Joe Biden, right? So he did that whole, like, whack-ass Stop the Steal campaign, right? So... the election we took what November 3rd and then, um, Aaron's donations began November 5th and then November 6th, she donated a hundred dollars both times. Um, but then she donated on the seventh and the ninth, November 7th, November 9th. So we're talking four times in four days, basically. Um, $100 again each earmarked for the Trump Make America Great Committee. The first two um, don't have any specific donation locations, but I mean, it did it was to the Stop the Steal campaign, but these other two were specifically for the Trump Make America Great Again uh, situation, right? So, um, Aaron has been going. I noticed uh, this because I was just scrolling on TikTok innocently, seeing somebody who was talking about how Aaron had DMed her from a post that she had made like a while back. I guess there were others, other drama with regard to, I think there was somebody who came out and said that she had been an intern with a housewife that she did not name. And like, it was, I don't know, but something in the milk was not clean in that situation. And the girl was like, that content creator was like, Oh, I think this might be Aaron. So she posted that like several months ago, but only got this DM from Aaron uh, like, a couple days ago. And so I was looking like, oh, who is this content creator? And, like, no shade to them. This just is, like, to tell you the depths to which Eric uh, is trying to clear her name. This content creator had, like, less than 200 followers on TikTok. So she's, like, really in the trenches, trenches trying to clear her name. So she issued a statement both in several people's DMs but also uh, to, I think, Variety of themselves and said... Regarding the hateful and misinformed social commentary going on about me, I'd like to dispel these false narratives before they continue any further. I do not deny the election and have never supported Stop the Steal. I unequivocally believe that the 2020 presidential election was fair and the president was rightfully elected. Now, what you're not hearing is any condemnation over Trump or um, things of that nature. So I don't really know... I mean, I don't think people were, like, really upset about the Stop the Steal aspect of it. I think it was just the whole Trump thing in general, babe. But okay. And with that, you guys, that is the end of our episode of Rony for this week. Stay tuned. Whew, we're going to be talking about big things on Friday. What those are, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Bye.